Manisha. And Shirley from Make It Shine Money. Today, we're discussing different ways you can learn about money. And the most popular way may surprise you. Keep listening to find out. This is not a lie. Yeah, I'm gonna make it shine. Make it shine. Make it shine. Make it shine. When you think about how people learn about money, Shirley, what are some of the things that come to your mind? So I have two very different answers to this. So up until a few years ago, I was not proactive about managing my personal finance. So if I had questions about money, I would probably ask friends like you. But now I've been very proactive learning about all money topics and there's resources everywhere. I still talk to my friends, but I also turn to social media. What about you, Manisha? I still think that the first teachers about money or money habits are our families, right? So that's where I think we all get our grounding on money. And then I find most people avoid learning about money. So one of our primary reasons for having this podcast is to make sure that people learn easily, right? So growing up, many of us did not talk about money with our families. And well into adulthood, people had no ideas. Some people never talk about money ever. So when it comes time to make a decision about money, it can feel really daunting. Questions like, how much money do I need to retire? Or what should I do with my money? How should I invest it? Should I rent or own? Yeah, exactly. And we didn't learn about money in schools either. So Forbes ran a study recently asking where people aged 18 to 41 get financial advice. And 80% of them answered through social media. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. We're always sharing clips of videos with each other, right? And it's a great platform for financial experts to reach millions of people. And for the people receiving the information, honestly, the content is endless. You could skip to the parts that only apply to you. You could stop and replay the parts. You can consume it anytime. So even 20 years ago, I learned how to put makeup on by watching Michelle Fan on YouTube. (laughs) And a lot of people I know learn new recipes or teach themselves how to use new software from YouTube. And since people's attention span is shorter these days, for me personally, my first choice now is TikTok. Yeah, me too. But would you take actual financial advice from social media? Yeah, I would. And I have. There's a lot of opinions out there. And the pros and cons of putting out content is that a lot of people will disagree with you. So I always check the comment section to see what other people think. Plus, it's really good to be open to different opinions. And it really helps to guide and influence my view on money. So would you take financial advice from social media? I would not. I have seen too many videos out there from experts that think they know what they're talking about, but they haven't. And then the other thing is, if it's different countries, when it comes to certain laws and regulations, it may not apply to you. So let's talk about some of the more traditional sources of information that are beyond sitting in a classroom with a professor. So for example, watching the news. Certain channels have financial experts, business experts, and CEOs that provide their take on money. Yeah, and you would think they're credible sources, right? Because they often have the credentials, job title, and experience to be invited on the show in the first place. But even then, definitely still do your own research on if the advice applies to you. In fact, sometimes I would even be more skeptical because these presenters might have an invested interest to sway the viewer one way or another. Yeah, another thing, if you watch shows like CNBC, the analysts that they have on regular rotation, they actually change their opinion every week. Yes, they do. It's invest your money in ETFs. You know, something happens in the news and their, their advice is stock picking and go heavy on industrial and then days later it's like a totally different opinion yes and if you only look to cnbc for investing advice you'll be buying and selling something totally different every day Mm -hmm. so take everything with a grain of salt also their content is so different from the individual investor they're often not thinking of people like you and i they're talking about market movements that impact a whole industry or the world yes that's a great point and i would say the same thing goes for books written by experts so one of the og personal finance books and i'm sure many of you have heard of it rich dad poor dad over 44 Mm. million copies sold that was written 27 years ago and i would say like many of the concepts in the book still hold true and make sense but i'm also sure that not everyone including myself agrees with 
with all the points. Yeah. So that's the thing. Personal finance is personal, right. which is why the more sources of different information you get, it just helps you make a much more informed decision on how to manage your money. So I do think learning the basics of personal finance is important and looking up things like how to budget, what the difference between an RSP or TFSA account is, like those are the first steps. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, learning the foundations is so critical. So back to how 80% of people turn to social media for financial advice, the top three sources are dominated by YouTube, Reddit, and TikTok. And then a much smaller degree, you've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Yeah, so that makes sense. It would be weird for me to see my personal network post personal finance information <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> and for YouTube and TikTok, they're both video contents, so you can get information quickly. So I did refer to Reddit when I first started investing, but there were too many extreme opinions on yeah. what was going on. It was kind of like watching CNBC, so I stopped reading Reddit. And people always laugh when I tell them I learned something from TikTok because I learn a lot from TikTok <laughs> and it's not just a time sucker. I mean, I agree. It's a fun way to find information. It's bite-sized and it's quick. And I also agree that Reddit can be a great place to get the latest updates. But again, like these are just people like you and me. So who knows how accurate it is? At least with YouTube and TikTok, sometimes you've got more credible channels, right? I've seen the presenters, they put in the time to research and they usually have great visuals to explain things to you. Yeah, and my favorite ones don't even have fancy graphics. It's usually someone drawing a simple graph and explaining how things work. And there's a few TikTokers I like to follow. They do simple voiceovers while they explain a hand-drawn diagram. It's like a minute long and you get the information you need and you move on to the next idea. Yeah, the one thing I really like about social media content is it makes finance so accessible. Some of them are not financial experts, but these are people that have figured out what works for them. So they're sharing their experience with you. And a good example of this is, you know, things like what I spent as a 25-year-old living in Toronto or how I budget my paycheck. Those are fascinating to watch because you can relate and compare to that person right away. Even if they're in a completely different age group, it sparks the money conversation with yourself. Another series that's interesting to follow is when they share their investing portfolio with you. That's transparency to the next level, right? And if you follow them for a while, you get to see their gains and losses and the thought process behind why they would invest or let go of a position. Yeah, I love it. So I think it's great. Plus, it's very aspirational. You've got someone that you can relate to. They share their money journal. But of course, it's just another reference point for you. It doesn't mean copy their investment or budgeting approach. And if it's investing you want to learn about other than the strategies we discussed, you could also open a free practice account online. Just Google practice trading accounts and there's going to be so many that are going to show up. You can practice buying and selling stocks that you're interested in and see how it does. That's definitely an option as well. So we open up this question to our listeners and ask them how they learn about money. And this is some of their answers. So one of them is a big reader. He's read tons of Warren Buffett related books. He's also followed a few other investors that have similar principles like Manish Pabrai. And these guys have their own podcasts as well. He also recommended a book called Richer, Wiser, Happier by William Green. And the idea is copying the moves from top investors, both in terms of investments and in life. And the first book he ever read that got him interested in money is by Tony Robbins called Money. Money, master the game. Yay, go Tony. <laughs> so there's definitely no shortage of books on investing. There's one more topic that he recommends because emotions are so tied to everything we do, especially money. So Ryan Holiday has written a few books on temperament and he recommends The Daily Stoic. It's about daily personal growth and practicing mindfulness. Actually, I love The Daily Stoic. I love stoicism. And if anybody wants to read the Marcus Aurelius book, it is a fantastic read. It changed my life. It's not just about money. I totally agree. And surely, in one of our first few podcasts, we talked about how 80 to 90% of our decisions are actually tied to emotions. Another listener who is also a Warren Buffett fan, she actually watches the highlights of the Berkshire Hathaway annual shareholders meeting. 
And the annual actual meeting is a full day event. So there's tons of summaries of it on YouTube. And the whole thing is also available on YouTube if you're interested. Yeah, so a lot of us aren't heavy readers. The great thing about books or long videos, someone out there will always make a summary of it and it's much easier to understand. So other YouTube content that was recommended by a few of our friends, they love Rose Han, a former banker on Wall Street. She quit her job and she started teaching personal finance basics online. So her videos are very informational, but explain to you like your smart friend. She just posted a video on six books she recommends that influenced her money mindset. I think it's so great. I find her content so interesting. She's in her early 30s. She quit her job. She moved from the U.S. to Mexico City. And another YouTuber who's similar to Rose is Nisha. She's from the U.K., former investment banker. And if you're interested in more detailed investing content from fellow Canadians, you can check out Brandon Beavis. He's a Canadian, and both him and his dad, Mark, they provide different views of investing, analysis on specific stocks, and many of them are actually Canadian companies. Yeah, and I love supporting Canadian content. With Brandon and Mark, they also address investing in different stages of life. So for example, someone who's younger and just started their investing journey versus someone that is closer to retirement. All very important perspectives. Switching over to audio content, a podcast that I really like that's also from Canada is called The Canadian Investor. It's two guys that discuss different investing strategies and sometimes they do deep dives into specific industries or companies. Yep, I like that one too. There's so many great podcasts out there. And for other podcasts, I usually just search for the specific topic I'm interested in instead of a specific finance podcast. For example, look for Divorce and Money. So many great episodes out there. And of course, our podcast, Make a Shine Money. That's right. Okay, make sure you get different perspectives on money earlier. And if nothing, it's going to make you feel more comfortable talking about money, right? And if bite-sized content is the right thing for you, go on TikTok, go on Instagram. If you want to watch videos, YouTube, or read a book. And to quote American entrepreneur Jim Rohn, formal education will make you a living, self-education will make you a fortune. We hope you enjoyed this episode. DM us at Make a Shine Money on TikTok or Instagram. And don't forget to make a shine. represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.